www.w-group.com. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. And welcome back to the show. We are on 15 stations in three states. Been doing this for almost 14 years, and one of our favorite guests over those 14 years has been our next guest, Matt Chatham, who uh, is a Sioux City native, played for USD, played for my Patriots, actually his Patriots, because I didn't play for him, but I did sell popcorn and peanuts at the games when I was a kid growing up, and uh, they're always going to be my team. And uh, yesterday, Matt, was, uh, was I don't know, it's just been a surreal week because of all the things going on, with Kalen DeBoer sounding like he's going to go to Alabama today, being a Millbank, South Dakota kid, and uh, playing in the national championship Monday night. South Dakota State winning a national championship on Sunday, which was incredible. We'll talk about all those things, but I don't know. Bill Belichick, even though I kind of saw this coming, it was just odd. How about for you? Because you played yeah, for that. It's been, it's been a dizzying, you know, 30-ish hours, I guess it's been, since uh, since we first heard the Bill news and then... You know, you didn't even get to take a breath, and you're learning that they've already <laughs> found their successor in uh, in Gerard Mayo. So that that was sort of, uh, you know, in the pocket, I guess. <laughs> you know, that there's a there's a rule apparently in the NFL that if you have a sort of succession clause in there, uh, that they don't have to go through the normal sort of, uh, I don't know, the process that you would go through, especially with the Rooney rule and things like that. Uh, so Gerard was able to to just basically be in house and be hired immediately. So. That's pretty cool for him, but it's also sort of odd for the fan base because, you know, it's sort of like a weird morning state kind of thing. You know, there's, they want to go through the celebratory, you know, talk of appreciation and, you know, have the, the sort of 25, 24 year, you know, retrospective kind of, kind of reaction to it, but you're immediately talking about the next guy and you have to, unfortunately, in this, in this world, they got, they got to find a general manager. That's a little unusual. You know, they, they've hired Gerard as the head coach, but, the setup will no longer be the one of one like it was with Coach Belichick. So, and it's a little odd in NFL circles to to have the guy who's going to be making personnel decisions come after the person that you're going to have coach him on the field. So, it's all a little peculiar, and it's you know sort of uh, has your head spinning because it's all happened so fast after this sort of slow growth uh, to get us to this point. Well, it, it, and and as much as I would have wanted Vrabel or Flores, because that those are the two guys that really jumped out at me. Last year when Mayo was potentially getting contacted by all these NFL teams to interview for a head coaching job, the Patriots swept in and said, no, 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 we're, we're going to make you Bill's successor. And so really it should come as no surprise that he was named the head coach right away. It shouldn't, but I think part of what stumps local beat reporters and people that sort of spend time on that, and you know I don't do that anymore, it's, I'm, I'm not that I ever sort of was a beat reporter, but... I, I did 12 years at Nesson and I haven't been on the air for this year and a half while I'm running the barbecue company. So I do, though, get a sense of what they, the, the quality of the information they have and sort of the, the breadth of it. And, and at this stage, there was talk of reports of, you know, the idea that there was something in that contract that would, would indicate as much. But it's not like they're handing out copies, right? <laughs> they don't have the terms specifically. Whenever you're sort of referring to contract language, who knows if there's a wiggle out for either side. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think the idea that, say, a decision had been made for, for Coach Belichick to, you know, uh, they're, they're drafting at the top of the draft. You know, the Patriots are now. Uh, so he would have a great opportunity to finally get his quarterback since Tom, uh, you know, has, has been gone. So, 
you know, if that had happened and you're Gerard and you think that you are still the successor, but it might now be pushed back a few years, yeah, you might go back into that hiring cycle and, uh, and take a look at a lot of these jobs that are available. So I, I wonder if as much as they played it publicly as, you know, it was disappointment with the season and all that, um, they didn't have a quarterback. So and everyone kind of here knew that. And nobody wins anything in the NFL without one. Uh, but I have to wonder if seeing Vrabel available with this cycle, seeing Mayo possibly be available if they were to say, hey, let's pause this for two years. You may not get that quality of candidate back in your lap that has the ties to here, uh, you know, two or three years from now. So maybe that, maybe that pushes the decision. Matt Chatham's our guest. Um, love talking to him. He's just so informed with what's going on back in the East Coast where I grew up. Um, you played for Bill. What I'm, I'm really interested in hearing from you because most of, you know, most of the people we hear from are reporters or us, the fans. I want to hear from you. What was he like as a head coach? Uh, because aside from the ones that absolutely hated him, most anybody else would walk over a bed of coals for him. Yeah, and it, it, it's a it's an uncomfortable situation because you know how private a person he is. You know, he's not someone who wants quotes from private conversations out there in sort of the you know uh, the internet or whatever or on broadcast. So. Um, you know, over the years, I don't see Bill a ton and, and, you know, in the course of each 12 months, but usually socially a few times a year where you're going to be around him and chat and catch up and, you know, ha- caught him one time this year during the season, uh, for a bit and got to, you know, dive deep and hang out for a while. And it, it's those moments, right? So you really get to see a, some backstories of what they're dealing with, you know, and really have a better perspective on, yeah, you're mad they're not winning. Here's why, and I understand it much better. But again, that's not for public uh, dissemination, so I don't really, you know, you don't share that and you keep the, the particulars of it private because that's how he wants it. But all I all I use that as an example of is just to say that, uh, you know, you appreciate uh, him as a teacher and mentor, and you have a lot better perspective of what it takes and what he's de- dealt with, and you just. You have a deeper respect for him. Let's put it that way. And I know a lot of my former teammates and friends that, and you know, guys he coaches with now and guys he used to coach with all, all really feel that same way. It's just a authentic, really deep respect for his knowledge base, the way he communicates it, the way his uh, consistency just is, is always there. And, uh, yeah, there are misses, of course, but, uh, I think the thing that we always struggle with is when people identify a miss, it, it's, it's, Okay, it's easy to say that, you know, the Monday morning quarterback thing, but what would have been the alternative? And that's kind of what we dealt with out here for, for a few years of, oh my gosh, it looks like Mac Jones is, is not the answer or that, you know, they weren't doing enough with him or something like that. But you shop in a given year. That's what you do. You shop in a given year and you cannot create a player. So in the year that they were shopping, it looks like four of the five guys taken in the first round of the quarterback in that particular season may not be sticking with their team. So. Yeah, a little bit of this is luck of the draw, and you kind of understand that. I do, I do like what's available this this time, and the fact that they have the third round or the third pick in the draft. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, any of those three quarterbacks to me, I'd be thrilled with. In fact, I'd rather have Daniels than I would May, to be honest. So I kind of hope he falls into their lap. Yeah, I mean, and I always, I always uh, sort of buffer these these conversations uh, as. I, I spent a couple of years at the Big Ten Network. I worked for ESPN doing regional college games here, usually in the ACC conference. So I do a lot of BC games, Syracuse stuff, um, you know, stuff in the CAA, which is the 1AA conference, or FCS, excuse me now. 
but the point of that is I know the players I watch, and I don't know the other players. <laughs> I don't watch a ton of college football other than to catch my Yotes online if I can or uh, to catch a Iowa game. So um, all I'll say is I, I lean heavily when it comes to these kind of conversations on people who do the draft evaluation stuff year-round, and they seem pretty excited for whatever that's worth uh, with, with the top three guys that's, uh, of this particular draft. But in saying that, I do remember, you know, the, the the year where it was Lawrence. You know, Trevor Lawrence is coming out. He's an, a generational talent or whatever. Uh, and Justin Fields is nipping at his heels a little bit behind that. And Zach Wilson, oh my gosh, he's just so athletic and just can, <laughs> arm angles are all different, and he can throw it from anywhere. I mean, like there was a lot of that talk about that trio as well. And then Mac kind of worked his way into that conversation as, oh, yeah, but, you know, he was right there, you know, national champions, and he's super steady and so smart and quick release and, you know, all the talk. And then you throw into that mixed trail Lance from North Coast State who was just like a physical phenom and what's the NFL going to make of him kind of thing. And you're sitting here years later, and none of that stuff seems true. Even the Trevor Lawrence stuff, is he's, still, he's obviously a very good quarterback. But, you know, it, it does have to turn here at some point, and it doesn't look, you know, like it, they had the year they thought they were going to have. So I, I say all that just as a point of, comp, uh, of context to not let myself get too excited or married to the idea of Williams or the idea of May or the idea of Daniels or, gosh, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the kid from Washington. Who knows? Uh, but whatever it is, they got to nail it because the thing we all know in the NFL uh, as much as they want to blame Bill for lots of other little things, nobody in the NFL wins anything without a, without, without a high-end quarterback. That's just where we are now. You know, Andy Reid's an awesome coach. He's not sitting there uh, with the job security that he has without Patrick. <laughs> and you can say that for the entire staff in Buffalo. Good coaching staff. They know their stuff. They're doing a great job. But they ain't sitting there without Josh Allen. And you, you really go down the line. The teams are in this, and the teams are they're trying to make it happen. I think the Rams are actually a great example uh, Matthew Stafford takes a year off. The, the offensive production takes a nosedive. Matthew Stafford returns. They're back in it. And that's just how this stuff works. So when you don't have a guy, you don't have a chance. So they got to make sure they get a guy. Matt Chatham's our guest. Matt, um, i got to ask you this. Because my observation of Bill Belichick is greatest coach ever. No question about it. Uh, worked harder than anybody else. You know all this. You were inside the building. I don't have to say this to you. But as a general manager, I wanted him out for years, because uh, some of the draft picks he's made, uh, some of the personnel decisions he's made, it's like, couldn't he just be the coach moving forward and give the other part of it up? And yet, I looked at that and thought, he'd never go for that. He's he's had too much power. There's no way that Bill Belichick is going to give up half of that. But do you agree with that assessment that, that the, the Pats absolutely need somebody that's better as a general manager? I'm thrilled that they are splitting that up. So I think this is one of the things that gets disseminated, and understandably so. I'm not saying people are wrong to think or feel the way that they do, but it's in part because of the way it's sort of packaged for people. Um, uh, and I know it might sound confusing, but what I mean by that is basically Bill has final say. And, and what that means, and, and that is a rarity in the NFL. You know, there's a lot of head coaches, uh, you know, that if the gentleman or pushed it, if John Schneider out in, in Seattle had pushed it and Pete said, no, I don't want that guy, Schneider ultimately makes the call. Um, you know, and there's a lot of situations like that. Bill has final thumbs up, thumbs down, and has for a long time. But I think the notion that, you know, back to the old Parcells quotes about he gets to shop for his own groceries, that's far-fetched, right? Because he has a, a, a robust, rigorous, 
uh, hardworking as any in the league uh, group of scouts, uh, a pro personnel director, uh, director of college scouting, is Elliot Wolf, Macro, and it was Dave Ziegler who was down in L.A. recently. They got fired. And the point of that is it's not as if Bill's going out and finding all these guys and those are the guys he wants and he takes them. He's taking the guys given to him. It's an incredibly year-round, round-the-clock, robust, you know, re- researching thousands of guys. And the reality of it is we don't know which ones Bill hard-pushed and vouched for and which one Bill took, you know, the... the took the recommendation from his staff that he built. So, yes, you can sort of, you know, say there might be blame there as well. Uh, but I think the reality of it is there's a lot of them there that, you know, we get sort of this leaky stuff, but you don't know who really vouched for who. And that's, you know, inside baseball stuff with the uh, with scouting departments. You know, they're all required to put up these really rigorous reviews on players and make recommendations, bring them forth at the sales job, bring them forth and say, I am high on this guy. I love him, Bill. Bill, this is the guy we got to go get. It's X, Y, or Z, and I'm really after Y. And Bill watches the tape and either agrees or disagrees, but it's not as if Bill is out there with the whistle and a notepad for all the guys he took. So I think that, and I'm not, you know, I understand that the impression would be that, but uh, he covers for guys, much like he covers for players, right? He he doesn't go from the, the podium and just castigate Mac Jones for all the insane interceptions and, and pocket problems and all that. You know, he keeps a tight lip and says sort of the vague thing. He does that with his scouting as well. He knows that he gets to take the bullets because he does ultimately get the thumbs up, thumbs down. But that doesn't tell us necessarily um, who were his picks and who were someone else's. Cole Strange. Cole Strange fan. I'm actually Cole is amazing, but uh, I know. But I, everybody, all the other scouts are like, well, yeah, he's a good player, but we had him going in the fifth round. No, third. Uh, third is what we generally heard, and I think the issue with Cole was the year that he uh, – so the kid from Boston College, uh, Zion Johnson, I believe his name is. I hope I got the last name right. But he went to the Chargers, uh, and they were desperately in need of a left guard. They left Joe Tooney go. Joe Tooney's an all-pro guy, goes to the Chiefs, and they got to get a guy. And people were consensus that uh, that Cole was going to be a, a Pro Bowl-type guy. He's crazy off the charts athletic. The reason the the knockdown of about where they project him to go is the school that he went to. Yep. He went to a small school. He's an FCS school guy. But he went to the Senior Bowl, and all the Senior Bowl people from you know Savage and those guys raved about him. Like, this dude is a stud. And the problem with that is when the sort of, oh, gosh, maybe someone else fell in love with him, too. And when Zion went off the board, the, the, the Patriots were sitting there as the team that next needed a guard. And the guards, where they chose with their second choice, had they waited until, say, later in the second round or whatever, uh, he would have been gone. So they knew that. So it's it's easy to say, hey, you know, they have him as the seventieth <laughs> player on the of the top one hundred. But that doesn't matter. If there were other guard needy teams that you're aware of from information in the back, you have to take them or you lose them. And then you're dealing with third and fourth round guards who are more, you know, uh, perspective. Are they going to be a day one starter or not? And they're in a situation where they need a day one starter. Cole did a great job. I think the biggest knock they've had on him so far is in, in year two he couldn't stay healthy. So. Right. It's a little scary. You need to you need to log reps if you're going to you know warrant the the first year or the first round moniker. But uh, yeah, I, I have zero problem with that. Especially with I think as we saw Mac Jones. At least if you're using that kind of quarterback, the left guard is incredibly important. He's you can touch him. He's right there. He needs a very firm pocket, a very athletic guy, and you're dealing with some studs on the inside like the Aaron Donalds of the world. That's a very important position. I, I, and, and people continue to take guards in the first round, so I have zero problem. Matt, I got to ask you this. My oldest son 
threw a question at me that I thought was interesting, so I'm going to throw it at you. Um, when I when I let all three of my boys know that you know Bill was was uh, parting ways with Robert Kraft yesterday, my oldest son Ryan said, "Are you happy or sad?" So I'm going to pose that question to you. Happy or sad? Uh, yeah, I, I'd say I definitely had a you know the finality of it kind of hits you, and it is a little bit of sadness. I think it, let's put it this way: like I'd mentioned in you know, earlier, long-winded answer about respect for Bill, we all feel that way. So you kind of want to see him go out on a better note. And you want to see him sort of, uh, you know, explain the story a little better. It's kind of, you know, my, my rant about quarterbacking, how critically important it is and not having a guy no one wins. Um, he was about to get a guy. So I, I would have loved to see the list that you said, if it was Williams, if it was May, if it was Daniels. If it's one of those three guys and see what Bill would do with that caliber of player, you know, we're right back into the conversation, I think, as long as they nail that pick. But, um, so not getting to see, not getting to see him see it through, I think that's where the little bit of sadness is, right? But I think that was my feeling hearing the news, you know, you know, reading it on my phone and texting with other, with friends and family and other former teammates and all that kind of stuff. And I got a little different sense after, you know, they did the press conference together because Bill's not an actor. Bill can't fake it. You know, he's not in a real motive kind of guy. And he looked relaxed. He looked at peace. He looked very, you know, there was no angry stern, you know, even cracked up a little bit when he started talking about the fans in one of his answers. Uh, So, I don't know, I kind of came away with it like, well, no reason for us to be sad if he's not sad. And they do both seem like, yeah, you know, this is actually going to be better for both of us. Bill wasn't really interested in coming back under the conditions Mr. Kraft was was exploring. And, uh, Mr. Kraft wasn't interested in keeping him under the same old relationship. So that's not, it's actually kind of a good thing in negotiations when neither partner is, you know, really mad at one of the other. It's like, you good, I'm good. No, we're great. Let's, this will actually be better for both of us if we go do something else. And I think there is an appetite for something new. You get to the end of the road, you don't want to play so long. It was the same answer. It was the same answer was given with Tom and talking to Tom Brady after he did his couple of years in Tampa. He'll, 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 you know, cherish that the rest of his life. It's just that last little experience of something else, and it's a new challenge, and it kind of invigorates you at the end. It really does. So we'll see how Sue Bethlehem handles it, but my own sort of emotions about it, I think, were tempered a little bit when I saw, ah, everyone here seems to be cool with it, so often <laughs> off on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was odd. It was almost weird, and it was like, oh, this doesn't seem, this seems very amicable. This uh, feels like a retirement right. announcement, not a parting of the ways announcement. Real quick, we got about 30 seconds left. Your Coyotes jumped up. Ten wins this year. Got uh, two rounds into the playoffs. you got to be pretty happy about that. I was thrilled. Uh, I, I had not been back uh, to a Yoke game, you know, because I called FCS playoff games for, for a long time and didn't post-COVID. So uh, the, I called a South Dakota State playoff game in Atlanta a few years ago. Uh, you know, I think it was a semifinal game that they were in. But uh, – you know, it was just, it was really cool to be back. It was really to see, really cool to see them, you know, be, have the ranking that they did and be that deep in the playoffs. But for me to finally get to make it across the country and finally get to be in the dome, especially with the all refurbished and nice. And then that first half, good lord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a kick in the stomach. It was just like, I was so happy to be back here. So awesome. And then it's just like, drive, 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 drive. It's like, oh man, this is kind of spoiling it for me. But, at the end of the day, it was great to be back and see everyone. Well, hey, it's great to have you back on the show. Let's just keep doing this indefinitely, okay? 
All right. Sounds great to me. Thanks a bunch. Matt Chatham, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll be right back. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason, and it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you, and that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> That I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day, and we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey can you help me hit it further, too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly or... can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Your joints are your connection points. And when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. For those who don't like to be still, for those with things to do and the drive to get them done, for those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Does every home in your neighborhood look the same? Looking to give your home a little more pizzazz? A new garage door from Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls is the easy way to give your home that new, refreshed look. We offer a variety of styles and options to fit any type of home. Stand out in the crowd and contact Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls. Now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Ring in the new year with Ashley's Orange Tag Sale. Save on new arrivals, best sellers, and everything in between. Just follow the tags in store to locate the best deals of the year. Bring your sleep to the next level with up to 20% off our best-selling Ashley Sleep Mattress in a Box options. Plus, take advantage of easy financing plans designed to make your purchase even more affordable. New year, new home, new you. Only at Ashley. Financing is available with approved credit on qualifying purchases. Ask store for details. Hi. Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for, right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey Insurance. We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means we can provide you with 
plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to KOURIinsurance.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And again, so glad we're able to get Todd Oy on the show today talking about Elmer Menage, who we lost earlier this week at age 85. Matt Chatham, always great insight. Doesn't matter what the topic is, but of course he won several Super Bowl rings as a Sioux City native and former USD Coyote with the New England Patriots. Good to hear his perspective on what's happening there with Bill Belichick being replaced by Gerard Mayo. Um, Nick Saban announcing his retirement two days ago. And today it sounds like Kalen DeBoer of Millbank, South Dakota, is going to be the next Roll Tide head coach. How surreal is that? Uh, he had his Washington Huskies in the national championship game on Monday night. They finished second in the country. I was so proud and happy for him. And now it sounds like he's in negotiations to finalize the deal to take over the most storied program in the last few decades in college football. So there you go. What a week it's been. Tune in to Zach Borg tonight, and he'll have more details on what Kalen DeBoer is up to. Have a great day, a safe weekend with the cold, and we'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies. If you've always been a fan of puzzles and would be interested in a